Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. And dear Father, there is always an all within which we must trust you. And so as we submit our lives to your word, we ask that this might enable us and empower us to live as you've called us to live, to walk following in the footsteps of your son. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning contains a rather stunning declaration. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, and he tells them to thank God for everything as a way of living life to its full. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the fifth chapter. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. So he says, be careful how you live. Be careful because so much has been given to us. I was in a discussion recently as on the board over at St. Matthew's house and we were talking about some of the things that we need to do. And, and afterwards I was talking with one of the staff members and I made the, made the comment to him that the Old Testament concern was about law. And oftentimes when we come up to discussions about law in the New Testament, we, we think we still are under that law. But the reality is, the Old, Testament, the Old Testament was management of law. New Testament is management of grace. Because God has given us so much, we have a fresh challenge, and that is that we live into that grace. And all that other stuff that drags us away from that is, is a threat to what God intends for us. God wants our lives to be full, grace-filled, and that our lives evidence the, the joy that we have because we've been forgiven and because our life is anew. So the apostle Paul is always reminding Christians, just don't do that stupid stuff. Stay away from that jazz. Now, I disobeyed God on the way to work this morning. So driving down Goodlett Frank, 
I'm always aware of this intersection right down at the bottom of Goodlett because all three lanes can go left. And I have come to church and gotten behind some bonehead, no other cars on those three lanes, and he's gonna make a left turn where I have to wait for him to make that left turn so I can turn right. So, I'm coming up to Central, and the light for me is red, but it's turning green almost as soon as I arrive. And then some guy on Central is coming up. And so I'm going straight. He's making a right turn. He made a quick stop, and I knew what he wanted to do. <laughs> he wanted to get down there before me. So I didn't gun it, because my old Sequoia doesn't gun. But I got, a, I got ahead of him. And he screeched out, making that right turn, pulled up hard behind me. I made my right turn down here at the trail. And sure enough, he was going to go left. He stopped at the light. I looked in my rearview mirror, and he was making a sign at me that I didn't quite understand. <laughs> You know, I, all I can say is, is that I do dumb stuff. And I know, rewinding that little experience, I know what I should have done. I knew what he was wanting to I should have let him go. But I wanted to win. <laughs> and so I was not living graciously. I was not living as a person full of the grace and mercy of God. And so instead, I was mismanaging the grace that God has given. And, and so all of those rules, laws, regu uh, and regulations that we face, and, we, and the Apostle Paul has some long lists about this and that and this and that and this and that. Don't do all that stuff. The reason is so we live into the grace that God has given us. And when we do, we don't have dumb experiences like I went through this morning because I wasn't living by grace, I was living by law. When we live by grace, then we know the joy that God has given to us. We know that joy, but so much of life is still trying to get for ourselves, going after stuff. Jonah Goldberg has a great article this week in the Dispatch and he, he talks about coveting. He said, watch out for what you covet. He says, be careful what you covet. Coveting is different from mere desire or ambition. It's an emotional state, much like lust and envy, that drives you to ignore good advice and your own conscience. That, that desire, that, that, that deep sense of wanting something and going after something. When we have so much, G.K. Chesterton reminds us, since we're coming up onto Christmas time, he said, of course, we're thankful for what we get in our stockings on Christmas morning, but we ought to be thankful every day for putting our legs in those stockings every day. And, and we forget. We keep wanting more, and we mismanage the grace that God has lavished upon us. And so, as we do, we diminish ourselves 
That, that guy was not diminished by my bad behavior, I was. We, are, we diminish ourselves with those kinds of choices. And we can contextualize it as best we can. We all know about the business world and we know about athletics and all of that and we play to win, but when it's all over and done with, can we see the opponent and laugh, listen, love, talk about their kids, talk about what's going on in their life? Everyone knows that within a particular context, we play to win. And yet when the game is over, it's still people, still human beings, and that other is loved as much by God as we are. So we have to, we have to remember. And, and in remembering, we live into the grace that God has intended us to live in. Now, <clears throat> my sermon title this morning is taken also from G.K. Chesterton. He says that thanksgiving is the highest form of thought. It is happiness multiplied by wonder. And think about that in your own life. It's, it's one of those phrases that Take a little, takes a little time to sink in. But when, when something has come to us that we're overwhelmed by, and it's so good, we, we wonder, why is it? Why is it that we should receive such goodness and joy? So as you all know, my my kids were here and all my grandkids were here. And, and uh, the day before, we took a bunch of pictures up in Bonita. And I posted a picture that, that I had from, from that day, myself and all my grandkids. And I look at that picture and I experienced what I experienced. But those grandkids, you know, all around me, laughing, goofing around, what have I done? What on earth have I done to deserve those little ones? And, and so it is that we, when we simply pause and, and experience the gifts that God has given to us, and we feel so overwhelmed by the gifts that, that we have received, we can't help but not go into that place of wonder. And we think, what has God done? We're so grateful, and there's no way we can say thanks. We're just so very, so very grateful. At the same time, as we went into prayer this morning, I detailed for you some of the harsh challenges that people have, and, and however many there are of us here this morning, there are that many challenges that that everyone has. There's always something. There's always something that we're, that we're facing. And it's so hard. And when we're facing those hard challenges, there's, it's hard sometimes even to experience that which is good because we're so overwhelmed. And, and I hear the stories every single week. I hear the I hear the afflictions every week. I hear the anguishes every single week. And 
Well, J.R. Tolkien, I think, had some, something very helpful to say. He said, the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus means that one day everything sad will come untrue. Because of the birth, death, and resurrection, all of the sadness, all of the hardships, all the difficulties that we experience will be reversed. It will all come untrue. And that's why when we speak of those hardships and difficulties, we speak of them within the context of grace and the love of God. And again, it's, it's not simplistic to say it will all come out, it will all work out. It's not an, a simplification of the realities of life, but it's looking beyond that which we experience on a daily basis and look, looking to the the, the future that God has for us and all that he intends for us because there's always something. And we see it, we feel it, but it's so hard to really grasp. You know, the crazy work of the church is that we're in the business of talking. <laughs> and what we talk, what we say, what we declare, we cannot prove but we say it again and again and again, that, that Christ is risen, and the risen Christ is our hope for our own resurrection. That is the promise that God gives to us, that we will be raised with him. And we can't prove it. I can't demonstrate it. But I can declare it as the church has done for the last 2,000 years. And that's, that's how we try to make some sense of all of this. In the 17th century, Martin Rinkert was a pastor in Eilenburg, Germany. Eilenburg became a city under siege, being attacked by both the Austrians and the Swedes during the 30, 30 Years' War. And in 1637, about halfway through that conflict, he was the only pastor left in that city. All the rest had been killed. And people were starving. They were, they were sick. There was all kinds of hardship and difficulty. And he was performing 30 to 50 funerals every single day. What he was living with was some of the harshest of human circumstances. And it's hard, it's so hard to even begin to think about what that might have been like to enter into a situation such as that. But Rankard as a faithful pastor continued to minister to the people more than just his people, the people of that whole community, and, and declared the reality of the resurrection day in and day out, 30 to 50 times every single day. What he declared was the truth that was beyond that which we saw, 
the truth that enabled the people of God, even in such a situation as that, to continue to give praise and thanks to God. And so we will now sing the hymn. that that pastor wrote for his people. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.